I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Exodus chapters 39 and 40. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Now, back in Exodus chapter 28, we got the specifications for the priestly garments. And in this chapter, chapter 39, beginning with verse 1, we're going to see that they actually made them according to those specifications. Verse 1. Of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread, they made garments of ministry for ministering in the holy place and made the holy garments for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and of fine woven linen. And they beat the gold into thin sheets and cut it into threads to work it in with the blue, purple, and scarlet thread and the fine linen into artistic designs. They made shoulder straps for it to couple it together It was coupled together at its two edges, and the intricately woven band of his ephod that was on it was of the same workmanship, woven of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and of fine woven linen, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And they set onyx stones enclosed in settings of gold. They were engraved as signets are engraved with the names of the sons of Israel. He put them on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he made the breastplate artistically woven, like the workmanship of the ephod, of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and of fine woven linen. They made the breastplate square by doubling it. A span was its length, and a span its width when doubled. And they set in it four rows of stones, a row with the sardius, a topaz, and an emerald was the first row. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. The fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in settings of gold in their mountings. There were twelve stones according to the names of the sons of Israel, according to their names, engraved like a signet, each one with its own name according to the twelve tribes. And they made chains for the breastplate at the ends like braided cords of pure gold. They also made two settings of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And they put the two braided chains of gold and the two rings on the ends of the breastplate. The two ends of the two braided chains they fastened in the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in the front. And they made two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it, which was on the inward side of the ephod. They made two other gold rings and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod toward its front, right at the seam above the intricately woven band of the ephod. And they bound the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord, so that it would be above the intricately woven band of the ephod, and that the breastplate would not come loose from the ephod as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the robe of the ephod of woven work, all of blue, And there was an opening in the middle of the robe, like the opening in a coat of mail, with a woven binding all around the opening, so that it would not tear. They made on the hem of the robe pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet, and a fine woven linen, 
And they made bells of pure gold and put the bells between the pomegranates on the hem of the robe all around between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, all around the hem of the robe to minister in, as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made tunics, artistically woven of fine linen, for Aaron and his sons, a turban of fine linen, exquisite hats of fine linen, short trousers of fine woven linen, and a sash of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, made by a weaver as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote on it an inscription like the engraving of a signet, Holiness to the Lord. And they tied to it a blue cord to fasten it above on the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Well, here, as I mentioned, is the description of the priestly garment that was specified back in Exodus chapter 28. It's a beautiful garment. It has an ephah that was absolutely dazzling, a finely woven garment. The ephod bore 12 different stones and four rows of three on it, representing the tribes of Israel. As mentioned back in chapter 28, the outfit did not include shoes. The high priest served in his bare feet. Beginning in verse 8, we see a rather detailed description of the breastplate worn by the high priest. If you'd like to get a closer look at that breastplate, then I've included a picture in the written notes of BibleTrack.org on Exodus chapter 28. And we see, beginning in verse 32, that the delivery of this tabernacle was made. I have a nice picture there of a replica that's in the Judean desert uh, in Israel. It's located on BiblePlaces.com. Verse 32, Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the meeting was finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. And they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent, and all its furnishings, its clasp, its boards, its bars, its pillars, and its sockets, the covering of ram skins dyed red, the covering of badger skins, and the veil of the covering, the ark of the testimony with its poles, and the mercy seat, the table, and all its utensils, and the showbread, the pure gold lampstand with its lamps, the lamps set in order, all its utensils, and the oil for light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, the screen for the tabernacle door, the bronze altar, its grate of bronze, its poles, and all its utensils, the laver with its base, the hangings of the cord, its pillars, and its sockets, the screen for the court gate, its cords, and its pegs, all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, and the garments of ministry to minister in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and his son's garments to minister as priests." According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it. As the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it, and Moses blessed them. Now you know that feeling of dread when you receive a piece of furniture that's tightly packed into a flat box and it's labeled, Some Assembly Required? Well, imagine how Moses must have felt when he sees the contractors roll up to his tent door with the news that they're all done, and here's your tabernacle. Is it assembled? Well, no. There it is, though, in ready-to-assemble pieces all over Moses' front yard. The delivery included the furniture, as well as the priest's clothing, everything. Not a problem for Moses, though. Verse 43 says, Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it. As the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it. And Moses blessed them. In our last chapter in the book of Exodus, it's time for Moses to assemble the tabernacle. Verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. 
You shall put in it the ark of the testimony and partition off the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order on it. And you shall bring in the lampstand and light its lamps. You shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put up the screen door for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall set the labor between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. And you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it. And you shall hallow it and all its utensils and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils, and consecrate the altar, the altar shall be most holy. And you shall anoint the laver and its base, and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron, and anoint him, and consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And you shall bring his sons, and clothe them with tunics." You shall anoint them as you anointed their father, that they may minister to me as priest, for their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. That's not every day you take delivery of a tabernacle. So how long has it been since they left Egypt? Well, it's been just two weeks short of one year, we're told, nine months since they actually arrived at Mount Sinai. According to verses 2 and verse 17, It appears from the text that it only took Moses one day to assemble everything. I'm guessing he had some help here. In these 15 verses, we see that God gives specific instructions to Moses on when to start assembling and how he is to proceed. So the instructions were set it up in verses 1 through 8, anoint it in verses 9 through 11, and then bring in the priest and anoint them in verses 12 through 15. Now, we don't actually see the appointment of Levites to assist the priest until we get over to Numbers chapter 3. At this point in time, it's the firstborn of the families who were consecrated to be the priest. We're not told who actually assisted Moses in the setup of the tabernacle. So, we see in verses 16 to 33 that Moses puts it all together. Verse 16, Thus Moses did according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, and set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tabernacle of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle outside the veil, and he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the tabernacle of meeting across from the table on the south side of the tabernacle, and he lit the lamps before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the gold altar in the tabernacle of meeting in front of the veil, and he burned sweet incense on it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He hung up the screen at the door of the tabernacle, and he put the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the grain offering as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and put water there for washing. 
and Moses, Aaron, and his sons would wash their hands and their feet with water from it. Whenever they went into the tabernacle of meeting, and when they came near the altar, they washed, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar, and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. So how long does it take to build a tabernacle like this? Well, here's what we know. God told Moses to assemble the tabernacle on a date that marked their one-year anniversary of freedom from Egypt. Well, technically, the Passover and release didn't take place until the 14th day of the month, and this assembly date is on the first day of the first month of the second year. So it took them three months to reach their current location at Sinai. Moses spent 80 days up on the mountain talking with God. That left about six months to do the work. I don't know how long it stayed in Moses' yard before assembly, but with the assembly orchestrated to take place 14 days before the Passover, it would appear that the workers must have been on a carefully timed schedule for finishing the project. We aren't told who helped erect the tabernacle, but since it only took one day to assemble, he certainly had laborers to assist. You'll notice that the new labor of the tabernacle gets a good workout for the ceremonial washings. Aaron and his sons in verse 12. And then we must add the final component. That would be God's presence beginning in verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. So what makes this tabernacle so special? Well, here it is. It's the presence of God. Nobody goes in, including Moses, when God's there. His appearance in this passage, we see, was in the form of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We know this as the Shekinah glory. If you'd like more details on the Shekinah glory, I've written an article entitled Shekinah Glory. It's in the topic section of BibleTrack.org. Or if you're looking at the written notes of BibleTrack.org, it's, uh, it's located on this page. They were always, by the way, in the exact location where God wanted them because his presence among them proves that the Shekinah glory was always over the tabernacle or leading them. The 12-day dedication ceremony of this tabernacle is seen when we get over to Numbers chapter 7. Oh, and if you're interested in knowing more about the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, I've written uh, an article entitled The Tabernacle and Ark of the Covenant. Clever name. And it's located in the topic section of BibleTrack.org, or if you're looking at the written notes today, you'll see at the bottom there's a link to that article. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.BibleTrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walker.